You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit, one podcast at a time. How do you do? Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's Thursday. That means it is time for your beautiful questions, comments, thoughts, statements that surround the process of planning a wedding. I'm all about, as Cara Lee says, creating bride chillers and groom chillers, trying to get people to see that, yeah, it's fabulous to plan a wedding, but also that it's not the whole part of your life. There are other things going on and it's really good to hear from you. Last week on Friday Quickie, we heard from wonderful listener, Wendy. I couldn't say the word listener. My tongue just stopped working. I've not been drinking. It's only four o'clock in the afternoon when I'm recording this. And uh, Wendy had a conundrum. She was trying to figure out whether to get hitched early because her work situation had changed and that meant that her health insurance was no longer going to work in the same way and that really she had to sort of make a decision as to whether to get hitched early. They were due to get married in December or uh, see it out, but that would mean that her kids and herself were not covered fully. And, you know, it made me really think over the weekend after I put that episode out about the value that we put into weddings and wedding planning and all this stuff. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, a wedding is just one day in your life, maybe two or three if you are extra crazy and love to plan big, big, huge events. But to me, you know, we really need to sort of swoop away all the extra Uh, I was going to say detailed cobwebs, that makes no sense, but sweep away all this stuff and really figure out what's important to us and what's meaningful. And I'm so happy, Wendy, that you went out and got hitched and got it done. And now that you are in a position now to make decisions about whether you're going to be doing the big wedding in December or you're going to change it, I don't know. I can't wait to hear back from you and seeing what you decide to do. But I just want to congratulate you again because I think you've made the right decision for you and your family, and that's what's most important. Okay, today I've got quite a few voicemails. Uh, I'm really happy that you are all embracing the voicemail stuff. Please don't be worried. You know, always people write and go, "Oh, I don't know if I like the I don't know if I like the sound of my voice." No one sounds like I just said. Then can I just say it's not natural to hear your voice back? I'm used to it because I talk all the time. But I know when you might listen back, you're like, oh, I don't know if it sounds right. Just fuck it. Don't worry about it. Just send it through because it means so much to me that you've taken the time. And I know everyone loves to hear everyone else ask questions. And I know that the responses I've been getting since I've been focusing more on the voicemails than the emails has been better. It's been great. We connect. We're together. We're a community. Saying that, here's Erica. Hi, Alicia. This is Erica. I have been procrastinating about leaving a voicemail. Um, Even though I've wanted to for a long time, I wanted to wait until I had notes written out and knew exactly what I wanted to say. And I guess I can be kind of perfectionistic. But today I've had a very long day, a long trying day at work. And I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to leave an imperfect voicemail um, just because I want something fun to do related to the wedding and not uh, not focused on work at all. Yes, that's what I want to hear, Erica. That's exactly the attitude that I want you to be in when you leave me a voice message. I'm glad that you see this as something fun. I'm glad I'm fun. I hope I'm fun. I think I'm fun. I just want to say thank you so much for your amazing, amazing, amazing podcast. Um, My fiance actually does podcasting as a hobby, and so I know how much work goes into that. And um, I know yours 
you have a lot more work that goes into your podcast because your podcast is published way more regularly. Um, so just thanks for all of the time. And, um, it's been really, really helpful for me. Um, unlike some of your listeners, I am one of those girls who drew, grew up sort of daydreaming about the sort of princess wedding and all of this. But now I'm 33 years old. I got engaged, um, I guess, about a month ago, almost a month ago. And now that I'm older, I'm uh, much more wanting to sort of break out of the mold and not do stuff just because it's put out in wedding magazines. But I want to do something that really is reflective of me and my fiance. Just want to interrupt Erica and make a great sort of point. I want to make a point of her point, basically, that as you do get older, you sort of figure out what you want a little bit more. And that's not because I'm an old lady here, but it's just saying that, you know, I was due to get married when I was 25. That engagement did not work. And gee whiz, that wedding, when I look back and think about what that wedding would have been, it is completely different to what Rich and I ended up doing. So I really hear your voice there and saying when you sort of hit I'm not even going to put a number on it, but you hit a point in your life where you go, okay, this is what I want. It's not because of wedding magazines telling me. It's because I have enough uh, maturity, I suppose, without sounding boring, that uh, you know what you want. You're not going to go, I'm doing this because someone else is telling me. It's exactly what you want to do because you want to do it. So Erica, congrats for figuring that out. I mean, a lot of people don't ever get to that stage and uh, or they get to that stage 15 years after their wedding and go, I would never have done that if I'd done that now. So it's good. You're at that point. Congrats. And your podcast, along with also Meg Keen's A Practical Wedding blog, has really helped me to free my thinking um, and and sort of do what we want to do. Um, I was so excited when you had Meg on the podcast because she was already my favorite wedding blogger. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my favorite blogger on my favorite podcast, this is freaking amazing. So I, I just think that rocks. That makes me so happy. And I wanted to just say, now you've mentioned it, Erica, that if you are a bride chiller or groom chiller and you enjoy my show and you haven't heard that episode that uh, Erica's talking about, it was two shows, episode 125 and 126. And if you haven't visited A Practical Wedding and you like this podcast, then may I suggest that you venture to that website, apracticalwedding.com. It is such a great resource. I get so much inspiration from their blogs and articles and their social media is amazing. They are really like-minded. I know that my bride chillers and groom chillers out there will really appreciate it. So if you're in a situation of going, oh, I don't really find um, wedding magazines that inspiring, and perhaps you visited some of my other wonderful blogger friends, but you're not quite connecting with some of the principles behind some of them, well, then I would say a practical wedding is probably where you're going to find your uh, wedding website spirit baby child. So thank you, Erica, for bringing that up because I can't rave and rage and uh, rant enough positively about how much I enjoy A Practical Wedding and what they do, and especially Meg's books. They're great. Sort of related to that, um, one of the things that's been featured on her podcast are uh, sort of posts related to um, pre-engagement, stress, like, you know, there, there are all of these sort of social scripts and expectations that come along with that pre-engagement period. And, you know, there's just a bunch of just cultural 
some of it cultural junk that, you know, seems to sort of cause a lot of stress, I think, for both um, men and women in heterosexual relationships. And I'm sure it's even more complex um, with other relationships. Uh, but it can just, uh, I found that it could be really, really stressful. Like my fiance planned an amazing engagement. Um, I couldn't have asked for anything more. It was just so us and so creative. But at the same time, in the months leading up to the engagement, it was just so stressful for me just because I just feel like there's so many expectations that come along with that period of life. So I don't really have a, a clear plan because, again, I didn't make the notes that I wanted to, to make. But I think that might be a good potential topic for um, a future podcast. A great suggestion for a future podcast. I love hearing your ideas, what you would like to hear. And it's a really good topic to talk about because actually, you know what? In my day, I'm 30. I'm about, well, when you hear this, well, I'll be 30. I'm 35. I would have just turned 35. Uh, I am recording this a week ahead of time. It's my birthday soon. Hurrah. Uh, Wasn't she happy? The idea behind pre-engagement stuff, I think is fairly new. Again, I talked last episode about cultural differences between Aussies and people from the United Kingdom and Canada and Australia. Um, I don't want to ever disregard your culture. I know I've got lovely listeners in South Africa. Again, I'm learning so much about all the different wedding traditions. But the idea of pre-engagement pressure to me is, you know, Australia, you're just like, oh, we're going out and we're getting engaged and see it's over. And in America, there's this sort of big build-up to the, the engagement. And this sort of surprised me when I, and I have read, I, I know what you're referring to there, Erica, with a practical wedding and this idea that there's all this pressure on people to get engaged, but then to do it in a really big extravagant way. And it's all about the bloody engagement photographs and all this stuff when it used to be like this organic process. And even now, I, I think back to the episode I did recently with Katrina from The Feminist Bride. If you haven't heard that episode I highly recommend it. It was a couple of Mondays ago, and uh, it's all about the traditions and looking at being a feminist, being equal in society as a woman. And I think sometimes feminist, feminism and being a feminist is seen as a dirty word, and it makes me fucking so angry because we are all out there working. We're out there living our lives. We should be treated exactly the same as men and we're not always. So the idea that, you know, this idea that we are waiting around for a man to propose to us, yes, I'm not getting all uh, crazy about it. I loved it when Rich proposed to me, but I also think we need to be more open to the idea that women and men can make this decision. And I'm, I'm talking about same-sex couples as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be one particular dominating part of society that decides we're going to get married. Maybe in 500 years, 200 years, 100 years, this pre-engagement stuff won't even happen because there'll be more of a conversation and you will say, yeah, I want to be married to you and share robotic arms. I don't know what the future holds for this stuff, but it's really interesting to explore that idea and challenge it a little bit more and not get stressed and find all this obligation because it's nutso. And also I I had a suggestion um, about the some of your merchandise your merch as you call it so i am living in the south in the united states oh no i just realized i didn't do what you asked people to do okay i'm erica and i'm calling from texas but i'm born and raised in tennessee and um 
Uh, let me see. And how, how did I find your podcast? I found it by searching through the iTunes for wedding podcast. And I, I don't know, yours just looked like the most attractive podcast. And um, so you're the only one I really listen to. I love you, Erica. You are hilarious, gorgeous, and I love that you're following my plan. I always ask people, if you're new to the show, where you heard me, where you heard of me, how you find me, uh, like you are iTunes or you're an Android person. Do you listen to me on the wireless? You don't because it doesn't exist. It's That's the old radio. But I appreciate you, Erica, even halfway through remembering that I asked this question, and I'm grateful. Carry on. All right, so back to the point. But anyway, I live in the, in the South. I'm getting married in Tennessee, my home state. I'm super excited because, again, your podcast coupled with your listeners, coupled with some of these awesome newer blogs that are out there, it's really given me the courage to sort of break the mold and not just do things because they've been done historically. We've actually rented out a blues hall that has a diner at the top of it, and we plan to have karaoke as our entertainment because karaoke kind of plays into the story of how we met, and I love karaoke despite the fact that I can't sing, so we'll be having that. Um, one of the other things is um, I have eco flowers that are shipping. They are on the way now. I just got a notification at work today that they had shipped, and so they should be here soon. I've ordered a small set to kind of test them out and see if I'd like to use them for my bouquet. I'm not having bridesmaids, but for my bridal bouquet and for some of the decorations um, in the diner part of our ceremony. Um, so yeah, and I found out about EcoFlower through you and I definitely noted that on my order form and I'll be noting it if I order again from them in the future. So thanks so much for that tip. And I want to say thank you, Erica, for noting that when you contact companies, anyone that you hear about through me, I think it's really good, not only because they might give you a discount, I can't promise things, but I can certainly always put a good word into people. But also, if uh, EcoFlower was a, a lovely company I did an Instagram partnership with, I gave away, they gave away a bouquet and I gave away, I think, a tote bag. And it was just a really nice way for smaller companies to connect and for us to do giveaways. And I only do these giveaways and partnerships. They didn't pay me anything. I didn't pay them anything. It was just a really nice connection. But they, you know, I only have people and companies on the show that I really believe in. So when you mention that you use them, I'm really delighted because EcoFlower are great if you are looking to not have fresh flowers, you want to use something recycled. They make their uh, beautiful bouquets out of wood, recycled wood. They look gorgeous. They do lots of different colors. And it's a nice way if you don't necessarily want to utilize fresh flowers and you want to have some sort of eco-friendly solution that you can then keep for evs. It's a good idea. So Erica, I'm so happy and thank you from the bottom of my heart for saying to them that you heard from them because I hope to work with them again because I loved giving away that bouquet. It was very popular. And it's likewise, if you order something from Menguin or Squarespace or any of my other partners, make sure you mention that you heard them about them from me because not only is it great for the podcast that hopefully they'll come back and work with me again, but also you just never know, they might send you something nice. Um, but I did have a suggestion about your merchandise going back to that. Sorry, I'm scatterbrained and all over the place this evening, but I live in the South. It's hot. And I love the idea that one of the listeners had about the hoodie, but I'm getting married in June. Uh, and, um, not this June, June of 2017, but this idea just popped into my head on the way home, uh, down, uh, sort of where I live, people wear, 
sort of those, they look like men's Oxford shirts almost. So they're the button-up shirts and they have the long sleeves, but they're like a, a light material and you can roll up the sleeves. And actually that's pretty popular for people to, to wear um, and girls meaning to wear and, and roll up the sleeves or women. Um, and I thought, oh, that might be a cute idea for some of your bride chilla merchandise. I've been stalking your merchandise page for months, even before I got engaged, because I was already listening to the podcast. And, and then even actually, my boyfriend at the time was already listening to the podcast. Sometimes I wonder, did he propose just so he could have license to listen to more of the podcast because he loves comedians. And so, you know, he really thought it was cool that it was hosted by a comedian and he just really liked your practical ideas. So I don't know, you might've had a hand in him thinking, oh gosh, I got to propose so that I can hear more of the Save the Date podcast. I'm just saying. Look, I would say, Erica, I'm sure he proposed because you're a fucking stunning, wonderful woman. Uh, but I'm glad he's enjoying the show. I love hearing that men listen to the show as well. I know I've got lots of male listeners. I don't hear from them as much. They're sort of like secret listeners sometimes, but it makes me so happy because we're in this together, guys and gals. And guys and guys and girls and girls. All equal. I'm thinking that this might be a cool piece of merchandise. I've been stalking the page and trying to figure out what I want to buy. But I thought, oh, this could be something I could actually wear on the wedding day um, because it would be cool enough. I could roll up the sleeves and I wouldn't get my hair messed up when I had to take it off to get ready to put my dress on. So just an idea. They, they tend to look like some of those button-down polo shirts or button-down Oxford shirts that have sort of a little emblem on the pocket lapel area, whatever you call it. Okay, well, I think I've rambled on enough here now, so I'm going to go. But thanks for all that you do, and thanks for all of the time that you put into the podcast. It's amazing. I've only um, splurged on one bridal magazine, and I have no desire to buy any others because... You're way better than a bridal magazine um, as the virtual bride mate, bridesmaid. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Oh, shucks. Look, that's lovely. And thank you for your feedback, Erica. I love your merch idea. And I suppose this is a good opportunity for me to, I don't want to say announce, because you're going to probably be hearing a little bit about this over the next month or so. But we have made a really big decision, we as in Rich and I, and uh, we have been really working hard for this decision. And that is on the 200th episode of the show, we're going to change the name of this podcast to Bride Chiller. There it is. This has been like the biggest thing in my life lately, as well as working and doing the show. We're rebranding everything. And we have a wonderful graphic designer, Mikey Fleming, who is Babe's, my best friend's husband. I was going to say boyfriend. They've been married for like three years, two years. Uh, but he is a graphic designer and he's been working incredibly hard on our new branding. And what makes me so excited is because, we, you know, we were doing all the merch ourselves. I, you know, Rich is good with the graphic design. If he was here now, he'd be going, nah, I'm not as good as Mikey, which is true because Mikey does it for a living. Rich is an architect. It's a different gig. And we wanted to have a big sort of umbrella brand where you think about Bride Chiller and you think about this show and you want to wear a Bride Chiller t-shirt and a tote and we want to... I'm going to write a book. I'm still writing this fucking book about being a bride chiller. And I thought it would be better to have it all the one thing. So I don't want to freak anyone out that one day you go to iTunes and you see that Save the Date has now suddenly been relabeled as bride chiller. It's the same show. 
people are going to be able to still go to save the date podcast.com i'm going to keep all that going it'll just redirect to a bride chiller homepage. we're just rebranding everything basically how do you feel about that i should have maybe asked you all before but i really feel like this is a good a really good move for us and you know what is so lovely and um, this is just a little window into this business world that I've entered almost unintentionally, but now I'm embracing it, Bethany Frankel style, um, that I have learned a lot about. Like we've been going through the trademarking process of Bride Chiller. That has freaked me the fuck out. It's really like big business, but people are starting to use it more often in commerce. And what got us into trademarking, which literally has been going since last September. So I'm now recording this uh, in the end of May, you're listening to this early June and, you know, it's taken us all this sort of time to get it through and get it happening. And we didn't really want to rename anything if we didn't own the rights to it and we couldn't sort of do it freely without someone else ripping ideas off. So it's been a really big move for us. And I'm so happy that I can finally sort of say that it's all going to happen. And I wanted to thank all the people who've been tagging me in Instagram posts because there've been lots of other people, um, creating Bride Chiller merch themselves and uh, look hey that's all I'm going to say about that but thank you for the heads up for things it's always nice to see how other people interpret your ideas Hmm. is that enough for me to say that I think that's enough I'll leave it there but on a very positive note I'm really really excited about launching the new name of the podcast it's going to be exactly the same Cara Lee will say Brad Chiller instead of save the date wedding podcast and it's much easier to say and you all know that I'm about bride chillers and groom chillers. So I think it works really well. Is that enough of me saying that? You've probably heard enough. But thank you. I love it. And saying that, Erica, I am going to be doing a lot of new merch. I'm going to simplify it all. But I love hearing what you would be using and what you need or what you would like. And that Oxford shirt idea is fabulous. I'm trying to adapt merch to not be tatty or shit. Not that any of my current merch is, but just stuff that you go, oh yeah, I'd like to wear a, like the hoodie suggestion was amazing because I've sold lots of hoodies because people live in cold weather uh, places. It's much easier to zip on and off. I've got more ideas, but if you have something that you would like to buy with Bride Chiller written on it that I haven't made yet, now is the time to speak up. Hi, Alicia. This is Sarah from Texas. I love your podcast so much, and I have been listening to it nonstop since I got engaged in December. Um, I know that you address some tough issues on your podcast, and today I have sort of a more serious question. Um, I hope I'm not being a total Debbie Downer, but um, here's what I'm dealing with. So my fiance and I got some news recently that, um, I have a diagnosis that may prevent us from ever having kids. And, um, we've been seeing a fertility specialist and I've been looking at treatment options and what adoption is about. And I'm in my twenties. I never, ever thought I would be dealing with this, um, right before my wedding. I certainly want to have children with my new husband, Um, I feel very overwhelmed and sad, Um, and our wedding is in two months. So I guess what my question is, is how do other brides and grooms handle getting shitty news right before their wedding, Um, or something tragic happening right before their wedding? Because I really find it 
impossible to make a decision about the color of my napkins because I really don't give a shit (laughs) because I'm dealing with something bigger than that right now. Um, But any advice that you have for us to refocus on the wedding and get excited about the wedding, I just want everything to go smoothly and for it to be fun and for all this crap about my health to um, not be a part of our big day. Thank you so much. I appreciate you more than you know. Thanks. Bye. Oh, Sarah, I'm look, firstly, I'm really sorry that you've had this news and I can't put myself in your shoes because I've never had this sort of news. But I can say that you are very strong and I want to congratulate you for sharing this with us and also for your lovely words about the podcast. I love that you enjoy it and that makes me happy. I completely feel your, um, I don't want to say I feel your pain, but I feel that sometimes, and I know we talked about this with Dr. Lindsay Beerer, the wonderful psychologist who will be joining Rich and I on our upcoming uh, couple podcast, but she sort of talked a lot about in the episodes that I recorded with her about this idea that we always have this onus when we're getting married and planning these days there seems to be this societal onus on us feeling amazing and fabulous all the time when statistically that is just not possible. And you can't control when you were given news such as your uh, baby news, the health problems that you've been having. This is obviously something that is deeply uh, troubling for you. And also it's a, it's a shift in your, your future thoughts because I know None of us expect to die, although we all are going to. Sorry about that, guys. Don't want to break it to you, but that's 100% going to happen to all of us. And we don't spend our lives, I'm hoping we don't all spend our lives thinking that something bad's going to happen to us. We hope that, I hope that we all look forward and try and just power on as if we are going to live for the next 100 years, because I think that's how you have to live life. And When it comes to receiving this sort of news, again, I'm not going to try and put myself and say I understand because I don't, but I can try and sympathize and empathize with your situation in the fact that you got to feel this stuff. I'm not a believer of, uh, if anyone's in the Book of Mormon, the musical, there's a song called Turn It Off, like a light bulb, and they're talking about being gay and how you should just put it in a box and bury it somewhere and just forget about it, you know. So I always think about that song goes, turn it off like a light switch. And it's the idea that you should just shut your feelings down. That I think you should not be doing. Also, I think this is something that, as you said, if you want to have kids, this is a big sort of decision and a big part of your life that is going to be altered now because you're going to have to seek alternative means like adoption or maybe IVF if that's an option for you. But this is not as straightforward as perhaps you might have thought it was going to be. So I my big advice to you from a friend telling you this is that you've got to let yourself feel these feelings. And I don't think that should impede the happiness that you are going to feel uh, when you get hitched and the fact that you are going to be with your other person on the day saying, I love you. And part of committing yourself, well, I, I think part of committing yourself to another person is weathering these these sort of situations and that's exactly what you're doing now and I think if you can get through this sort of shit you can get through anything and we're all going to have to go through our own shit no matter how happy today might be 
I'm not getting woo-woo. I'm just saying that, you know, we've all had ups and downs. People will die. People will have accidents. God, this is fucking depressing. I'm just like listing bad things. But I'm, you know, what I'm trying to say is that you got to live for now. You got to live for today, but also be aware that, you know, you are picking another person to go through this stuff with you. So my big feedback for you, Sarah, is feel it. Know that you are going to live a, a wonderful life together and you have a wonderful support network, I'm sure, of family and friends. And you need to look for those positives without me saying just cheer up because fuck off, Alicia. I'm not going to just cheer up because you got to go through your feelings. you got to actually, you know, process. you got to figure it all out. So I don't think you should feel you have to immediately switch into wedding planning mode and feel amazing because your wedding's two months away. It's not realistic. I think you need to be able to, uh, you know, look forward and embrace the happiness you will feel on the day, but also not discount that you've had this news and it sucks and you will get up tomorrow and you will keep living and you will keep making decisions. And I suppose we should all be grateful for our health right now and wish Sarah all our love and support for the next couple of weeks and months and ongoing um, you know, challenges that you're facing. I, I really um, I'm wishing you all the all the love and happiness that you deserve and you're going to come up with a solution. You will. And it will be hard and I'm happy you have another wonderful other person there to celebrate and share your life with. Thank you so much for, for ringing in and sharing that with all of us because also I think today listening, I hope lots of people stop their you know, worrying about things that aren't necessarily worth worrying about and have a little control or delete reset and go, actually, if I can be grateful, we're all here, we're all living, even if we're sitting next to idiots on the train or someone shut us off or we've been ripped off or we don't have as much money as we want or whatever, just get with the program, embrace it for today and be happy. I've just said not to be happy. I've just said don't let everyone take Okay, well, look, I'm a hypocrite, but I'm just saying be grateful. Was that too much? Was that too ranty? I feel like it was a little ranty. I hope it wasn't too ranty. Sarah, you're amazing. Thank you. Keep me updated. And bloody just roll with it, roll with it, roll with it. Thank you so much to Erica and Sarah for your wonderful voice messages. I've just realized you're both from Texas. Congrats, guys. Congrats. And I didn't take the piss out of the Texan accent. Well, not that I take the piss. I didn't try and do it. Not that I'm going to take the piss. I love doing Southern accents. It's one of my great passions in life. And today, I held my tongue. I didn't do it. Next time, I probably will. Uh, if you have a voice message that you would like to leave me, you can visit thebridechiller.com. Look at that. It's the first time I'm whipping that website. It's going to take you to exactly the same place. I'm just trying to get it locked in to your brains. Thebridechiller.com will be our brand new homepage. It's all redirecting. It's all very technological at the moment, but it's all going to work. Nothing's going to change about your day-to-day existence. You're just going to see a new logo and uh, everything will carry on per normal. I mean, my life will change because I'll have to not say Save the Date Wedding Podcast. I'm going to say Bride Chiller Podcast, and that's going to take a lot of brain capacity, but I'm going to get through it. We're going to get through it together, guys. Thank you so much for your time, your support. I love you all and happy days.